You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and this episode is hosted by Ryan. We are pleased to bring back actor Karen Pittman, who is the star of the new HBO Max series, and just like that. Karen was on our show way, way back when Luke Cage had dropped, so we're so excited to talk to her and about her journey since that time frame. Karen was born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, and is an accomplished actor in television, film, and theater. She's best known for her role as Mia Jordan in Apple TV's Emmy-winning Golden Globe-nominated show, The Morning Show. In addition to her role as Lisa on FX's award-winning series, The Americans, her role as Priscilla Ridley on Marvel's Luke Cage on Netflix, and as Willa Hayes on Paramount Plus's smash hit Yellowstone. She has also starred in many feature films, including the critically acclaimed Catherine Bigelow period drama, Detroit, in addition to Custody, The Rewrite, and Begin Again. Pittman can currently be seen as Dr. Nia Wallace in the Sex and the City reboot entitled And Just Like That. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast with actor Karen Pittman. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And just like that, you guys, we got a Sex in the City reboot. And you guys, if you have not checked it out, it's six episodes right now. Like, you know, listen to the episode, then go back, listen to the six episodes, okay? Uh, they're going to be 10 total, though. So get ready. The season finale is on February 3rd. So you got a little bit of time to get caught up, you know, get yourself right, get in there, get in the game. Now, this is really cool, though, because it's a different feel. It's mixing it up. We're bringing in new castmates, new women. And if that's not enough, I'm with the also talented actress, Karen Pittman, who plays Dr. Nia Wallace. And she is on, I feel like Dr. Nia Wallace, she don't play with her. Like she, you know, she ready to go. She's a tough, she's a tough a tough customer, but she's also fun too. You're gonna have a lot of fun checking out on the show. So how are you doing, Karen? Thanks for joining me. I'm so good, Brian. It's always good to be with my tribe, you know, my black girl nerds. You know, we 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 at you. And um, it's just great to be here. Look, I, I am loving this reboot the way y'all doing this. But look, before we get into how you a law professor, you used to be a morning show producer before you turned into a law professor. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just curious, like what, what, what was shocking to you, like playing Mia Johnson? What was shocking about morning news that you didn't know? Mia Jordan, right? Mia Jordan. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Look at me over here adding on extra last names and stuff. Mia John- Jordan. Johnson, Jordan, Jackson. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, what was surprising about morning show news? I mean, I think really the, the big, big, big egos, 
Do you know what I mean? And you're seeing the people on screen, you know, the, the, uh, the Gail King and the Robin Roberts, and they're feeling very, very down to earth. Do you know what I mean? But the truth of the matter is that those, you know, television shows, they make a lot of money for the networks and those TV personalities know it and um, they, they carry a lot of weight. So, you know, if you're an executive producer on one of those shows, you're dealing with, with, you know, pretty big egos. So um, right. that really, really informed how my character uh, would behave and where her attention was focused and what her purpose is on uh, a show like the morning show. She's producing the show, what that looks like, what she, how she would probably behave. Um, Cause her personality could never be the biggest one in the room that belonged to another, another person entirely. So um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a little sneak peek. If you guys haven't seen the morning show, like you guys better go check it out. Like I'm telling you right now, Apple TV plus, like get that subscription, check it out. Apple plus get it ready. Cause you guys are not ready for that show. It's a whole other level. It's, a, you know what it is, but it's also really cool because it shows, you know, black women in that space of, um, you know, ambitious professional women who are dealing yep. with all of the stuff that goes along with, you know, inhabiting white spaces, do you know, and microaggressions and, and, um, how, if they can respond to it with humor or an eye roll, or I think a lot of your audience will relate to it because it's, it's, you know, it's what we deal with every day as women of color, uh, working in this world, you know, just in this society. And, um, you know, navigating through it. I think that both of my characters, Mia Jordan and Nia Wallace, do a great job of that. Yeah, speaking of which, we got to get into Nia Wallace. Law professor here. Now, tell me about, did you watch, like, you know, I have to ask, did you watch the TV series? Did you watch the show? Even though your character is different and new to the, like, real, I love the way this character is mixing up this world, but I'm just curious. I did watch it. I was one of those people that watched the show and I was like, getting my Cosmo and then the next season it was a different drink. Do you know what I mean? Um, whenever I've done interviews face to face on this show, they're always bringing in cocktails and things. And I'm always, by the end of the interview, I'm always like, you know what I mean? Like I'm a little too, but yes, definitely. I watched it and, um, I loved Carrie and Samantha and Miranda and Charlotte. Like at some point I was each of those women. And in that way, it was very groundbreaking. I mean, they were talking mm -hmm. about things that yep. as women we deal with, but we hadn't really had honest, articulate conversations about and endlessly entertaining and very, very funny, do you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I watched the series and I saw the movies. I thought it was great fun. It was great fun. So when I got the call, like Karen, they'd like for you to be on the show. I was like, oh, yay. I get to do this fun thing. And I get to be around these great actresses and, and uh, tell the story. I'd known the producers before I actually got the job. We worked on another project. So I was excited to join. I like, it was a perfect fit. I got to do some catch up. Cause I've seen the movies like more times than I can count, but I haven't seen like an actual like whole season of, of Sex in the City. So I had to get caught up. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But I, I don't know, like, I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm like, do I call myself a fan? Because I really haven't dived into that much. But I have seen the movies quite a bit. Like, I, and I'm loving this, what you guys do in this new reboot. So it's, it's I cool. Think, I got to get into one day. I think also that this season show is kind of, um, it's a new iteration of it. I think that the yep. sex, right? I think the Sex in the City was its own thing during its own time. I don't think it's a museum piece. I think that there was obviously right. 
stuff you could expand uh, the show into, which is why it has another life, why they're able to breathe life into this new version of it, this mm -hmm. new chapter, as we're calling it. Um, but uh, I definitely think that it, it does its own thing and it's meant to, right? It's meant to be different. It's not meant to be the thing that they saw before, but it's meant to be um, resonant and familiar to you because it, it's created by the same people that created Sex in the City. And it has, you know, a bunch of the same characters from it. So I like it. I like it. See, I wish I could have like the, the visual of the podcast. I'm loving the, I love the facial expressions. It reminds me a lot of the stuff of the show that I'm seeing right now. The podcast is so much fun. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what did you think like going into, like, I think this is so dope because Hollywood always has an age limit. And I always say, like, you know, come on, black, don't crack. Let's get real about it at a certain, but they always have a, they always try to be an age limit. You know what I mean? In Hollywood, like you can't do certain stuff or, or people aren't interested in, yes, we are. Like, we want to know what's next, what's the next chapter. So what was it for you to know, like, or what, how, how important do you think it is that these friendships are going into their fifties and we get to see this next layer? You know, I think it's what I think about it is that it's very, it's been my experience that the friends that I had, actually, I have a lot of friends from my, but there are some, you know, friendships that morph and change because your interests, the characteristics of who you are change as you mature. So hopefully you will have new and interesting people around you. Um, and I think in that way, it fit the story that they wanted to expand the world, right? Uh, these women are different. And of course yep. they're gonna have new and different relationships around them. Um, but also um, they're open up the aperture to see new and different women because not only have the characters changed but the story has changed. The production has changed, right? So there, it's necessary to breathe new life into it by bringing new women into it, like me and Nicole and Sarita, and bringing Sada into it. Do you know yeah. um, the? Um, I really do feel like, um, and I was talking to Cynthia about this. The show was groundbreaking back, you know, 15, 20 years ago when they were doing it, um, and I think we're having some of those moments now when people tune into it, especially that moment in, you know, in episode one where Naya walks into the classroom and Miranda's character is like, oh, wait a minute, you can't sit with that professor. And Naya turns around and says, yeah, no, I'm the professor. And um, that's one of my favorite moments because there is, um, there is a TA, a teacher's assistant next to me who says, uh, something and then Naya says, look, it's okay, I got it. Like, don't worry about it. I'm the perfect, you know what I mean? That moment I really like so much because it's not confrontational at all. It's just like, this is what it is. In a lot of ways it signifies um, what the show is going to uh, develop into, what it's going to sort of expand into. This is the show now, this is the world now, this is what it looks like now. Um, and, uh, you know, we're taking up space in this story and, you know, welcome to, and just like that, do you know? Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah, that's where we are. Look, I want to go back to that scene a little bit because I didn't know Miranda would be so like, I didn't know she was going to unravel like she did in that scene. I was, I feel like you're not used to her, like trying to like trip over her words. And it's like, girl, no, just stop. Like right there. It's like, when you thought she was going to end, she kept going. And I just want to know, <laughs> like, first of all, just shooting that scene. I don't know how y'all did it with a straight face. Cause it was just continuing. Like it was an important message in the, in the episode, like what it was bringing out. But at the same time, how do you keep a straight face? Because she was going on and on. And you like, listen, it's the first day of class. Just sit down. 
You already dug the hole. Just sit down. Right, right. I, I think some of it is that mm, you don't want to sort of be heavy handed with the with the storytelling, Ryan, because that's not really interesting. Do you know what I mean? You right. Want to yeah, have absolutely. People learn things, you know, but mm-hmm. mostly you want it to be entertaining. Like, yep, we're telling a story to entertain and laugh and have a good time. And there is a way of looking at race and race politics and that kind of, which can actually be really funny because people are really weird yeah, and awkward yep. around race. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. even black, even black people around their own, you know, we're, we're, yeah, you true. know, fun of people. We, we have our moments of making fun of um, Candace Owen, do you know, and all the, you know, crazy political figures that are out there doing all kinds of you know, silliness and madness. And so, but I think that there, there ultimately had to be a way of us, you know, sort of uh, making fun of the moment. And I think um, what I loved about Cynthia Nixon's portrayal of Miranda in that moment is that she just, there's no white female fragility around her. She is just stepping into it, mm-hmm. breaking glasses, just looking crazy, foot in mouth. And one of the things I felt like was really important was that Naya doesn't say anything. She just lets her, you know, she's just looking at her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Talking, keep talking your way into where you need to settle down. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. As black women, we deal with that all the time where you're just, you know, hand on your chin, like, okay, when are you going to figure it out. Do you know what I mean? Because we are in that place as a culture where black women and black people don't have to apologize for what the issues uh, look like on the day to day, what the microaggressions look like. You know, we don't, we don't apologize for how our hair looks for what, what our, what, you know, that our skin doesn't age. We're not apologizing for, Oh, you can't tell how old I am. Okay. So there you are. What are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? Exactly. you know, we're just doing our thing. We're just going to live our lives now and not apologize for it. So um, one of the things that was important for me as an actor uh, was just to allow the character to sit and let Miranda, you know, mm, fall all yeah. over how to present herself in that situation. Yeah. And then later on, we get into the subway where she's like, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm not a crazy lady. Um, but, you know, and Naya is super generous. She's like, that's, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's, you know, ain't nobody die. We all right. Um, And I think because we also live in this world of cancel culture, there is this experience that, oh gosh, Miranda is in in danger of, you know, Mm -hmm. getting kicked out of class or she's right. Yeah. It's not that, you know, we're, we're not, you know, no one's going to get canceled. She's just, you know, going through some things. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope it is. It's endlessly entertaining for my friends who see it because they've been through there. I'm sure you've been through it. Yeah. And I just like, and like you said, I think it's an important point that you bring out. There's a certain way to present and make that known that that shouldn't be happening without going to like, oh, I got to cuss somebody out. Oh, it has to go to another level. Naya's just sitting there and she's waiting. She's like, okay, I'm going to let her keep doing this because we already know. I'm just going to let her keep, you know, figuring this out. And then I'm going to be like, you know, calmly, nicely, like, yeah, you might want to take a different approach or you could have just sat down. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Right. It is. It's very much like, okay, moving on now. Welcome to class. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Moving on. I'm going to get on the train, you know, moving on, moving on with my life. And this is how I think a lot of women of color, not just, you know, black women, but Asian Mm -hmm. women, Latin women, Latinx, uh, LGBTQIA. I mean, this is how a lot of us 
live our lives as uh, people who are considered other in society. We let you figure it out and then we just keep on moving with our lives. It doesn't, yeah. it, it doesn't mean that any of us or all of us are in danger. It means that we're right. in a new world. You know, this is a new chapter. This is what we're looking at now, you know? Yeah, because you don't um, give them that satisfaction of their reaction because they are waiting for their reaction. Most of the time they wait for their reaction, but that's not everybody. That's why I love a show like this that gives the range, the full spectrum of the range to show what it is. You know, everybody's not going to give you that reaction that you want. Or even if it's not just a reaction, it's like, um, it's sort of like if you have, I think it's actually quite hopeful and optimistic. I have, yeah. I, I, I find great uh, joy in creating common ground mm -hmm. with other people, but oftentimes common ground is super awkward, right? First, it yeah, doesn't look, absolutely. It doesn't look like ground both of you can stand on, but the truth of the matter, and I love this about the show, is that they're finding common ground all over. So you'll see common ground with Carrie and Seema and mm -hmm. common ground with Jay and Carrie and Lisa Todd Wexley and Charlotte. Like yep. we're sort of creating an emotional landscape where all of these people realistically um, exist together, but can still be uh, their authentic selves. And that's ultimately where we all want to be, right, Ryan? You want to be able to live your life authentically right next to someone very different from you. And we haven't had a lot of that over the last several years in our public discourse, mm -hmm. our political discourse. Um, you know, we have expanded this space of you live over there and I live over there and your politics are over there and you ain't vaccinated and you are, you know, like we're constantly exploring this space of how we are different. And I love yeah. that on this show, we're actually mm -hmm. exploring the space of we're different, but we're still on common ground. We still got the same, we're going to inhabit the same space, which by the way, that is what New York City is. That mm -hmm. is so much of what, you know, I don't know how it is in other parts of the country right now, but in New York City, we're still inhabiting the same space. And if on our show, you can, you know, see who you want to be in an aspirational way, cool. Well, well we can be that, but also we're going to be really funny and entertaining. Yeah, I love that. And that's what you love about the show. What I think draws a lot of the older fans in and then you get those new fans because there's a twist, there's a difference on it. There's that diversity. Um, but I want to go back to working with um, with uh, Cynthia Nixon. You guys have like amazing on camera chemistry. Like you never know where the, the conversation is going to go. You would have thought she's going to leave at the at the, um, the the subway or at leave her at leave her in the classroom and just be done. Like I'm not talking to this girl no more. She got problems. But y'all weren't like y'all are working through it. And it's like it's so fun. It's like now she can give her like different conversation tips. Like she's trying to meet with friends. So she's like, look, you could do this. You could do that. And it's so it's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's true. I think that's, you're going to see that in all the characters, but I think that um, Miranda and Naya are two women that, you know, would would be friends if not for the different sort of the, the mm -hmm. generational difference yeah. and also, you know, just the racial differences, eth ethnic differences. Um, I think that's part and parcel of just working on that show where they're really focused on casting really great actors in the part. Um, but also, as you know, in episode six, Cynthia directs that episode. And um, it was a real opportunity for our professionally for our relationship to grow, for me to take direction from her, for me to share ideas with her about what I thought was going to happen. Um, there's also uh, my now friend and uh, husband on the show, uh, Leroy McLean. Um, we had to really come to common ground about what we wanted to say about the Black mm -hmm. couple on yeah. the show. And mm -hmm. Cynthia was part of that conversation. Yeah. 
I mean, it was a really, it was a growth opportunity for me. And, um, and Cynthia was definitely a part of it. You know, I spent most of the year in Los Angeles, number one, and number two, shooting a drama, uh, which was the morning show. So it was quite a welcome um, growth opportunity for me to shoot a comedy, you know, definitely a comedy like this, so iconic and huge and et cetera. Well, I love just Naya's facial expressions alone. I think just adds to the comedy because she's so she's so quiet and she's waiting for that moment to kind of say something or to react. So I always thought that's that's like so interesting and so well played on, on your part of doing this character. Um, but, you know, I want to go back to this episode six and not to give too much away because I want people to go check it out and really learn from it. But just talking about just motherhood and how mm-hmm. that journey looks different for some people. Yeah. Have you gotten a lot of feedback after after that episode? Definitely, Ryan. I mean, a lot of people have come into my DMs to say, um, hey, that conversation around IVF looks a lot like my conversation, or I really struggled with it, or, you know, the idea of being a woman and, and feeling like the requirement is there to have children is a real thing um, for me too. And I I, uh, talked with Kelly Goff, who was writer of episode four, and she's really the strongest voice for my character and there's writer's room. And we talked a lot about the journey of a woman, especially a black woman who's in love with a great black man and they have a great marriage and the pressure on her to, as a construct of that marriage and that relationship, of course, you're going to have black children. Of course, you're going to put black children out in the world, right? Like, but actually as a human being, you don't see that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And the conflict that comes up over the season one for Andre Rashad and for Naya is how do we maintain this great relationship when both of us have different ideas about what we, what we need to do with our lives, you know? Um, I I mean, I don't think anybody thinks of Naya as being selfish that she doesn't want to have children, but in the reflection of her husband, who really does want to have a child, what, what do you, what do you think about a black woman then? And, should we be falling into the societal norm, the traditional norm of, yeah, women have children in a marriage like that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so um, yeah, I think it's, uh, along with the show being aspirational, it's inspirational, people relate to it. Um, but especially to that that character, um, it'll be interesting to see how people respond to her as the season unfolds. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's so cool. And I love the way they still have that love in the relationship because you're thinking, you know, them going through this, they're going to start treating each other a little different. But I like how they're working, like you say, they're working through it. And we kind of get to see, you know, both elements, you know, like what is what is Naya's take on that? You know, she's going through a lot to make this happen. You know, it's got to be like a, a team effort and both understanding on both sides of like what they want the relationship to be in the future. So I think that that's so beautifully done. Yeah. Also, because I think that women have a lot more choices nowadays. I mean, I have friends who are younger who are like, yeah, I'll put some eggs away. You know what I mean? I froze them yeah, up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and also, you know, women in our 40s now, we're like, uh, well, I think that I'm not going to do that because I don't really feel like it. Do you know what I mean? Like, actually, right, yeah, yeah. more choices than our mothers did who mm-hmm. were like, yeah, I'm going to have children. I'm gonna, this is part of my whole life trajectory and I'm just going to accept it whether I want to or not. And I think now we have, do I want to do that? Do I not? And it's much more acceptable societally that we as women, but very specifically as black women can say, I don't want to do that. Or I do want to do that. And how does that resonate in our lives? You know, Mm -hmm. Naya says in episode four, 
you know, I'm getting a hard sell about being a mom from my friends, my family, even my housekeeper. Do you know what I mean? Even, mm-hmm. even the woman who comes to clean my home says that I need to have babies, do you know? Right. And, um, I think that that's a really, uh, poignant and important conversation for women to have in their late thirties, early forties. Do I do this? And if I'm going to do it, what does it look like? Yeah. Listen, I gotta. I'm. I'm gonna transition this a little bit because I need to figure out about like we. We gotta go back to the to the subway for a little bit here because the Chucky, the whole Chucky thing, running up here, the whole the whole doll scene. I'm like, what is happening? But that's just the fun of this show. Like you never know, like moment to moment. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, I'm telling you, you better go on HBO Max to catch up on these six episodes because you want to know. You want to find out about this. But that, like moments like that, like what were some of those like fun moments, like fun scenes for you? Like that were just like you're like, oh my gosh, am I really about to film this right now? Well, that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, how is that going to look? And yeah, there's a yeah. lot of choreography that goes along with it. But I think, you know, if you've lived in New York or if you've ever been in New York, you know that you can get on the subway, <laughs> which is, I often do that, get on the subway. The other day I was getting on the subway and there was a man who didn't have on a shirt, had a pair of pants and oh, Lord. no shoes. And he was just tiptoeing through the subway car, like, so sorry, but like as if he were you know, at home on his way to the next room. Do you know what I mean? Like you're in New York city, you're just living your life in craziest stuff you have ever seen. Do you know what I mean? And that's sort of typical of what, um, sex in the city is really, you know, this next chapter is about, it's about, you know, we're just living our lives as characters on the show and then insert the funniest, craziest moment ever, which is what that is on the subway platform. And, in comes this really weird sort of, you know, Chucky looking kind of person who tries to steal your bag, tries to mug you for your bag. Do you know what I mean? Um, and how that bonds them up as a, as a student and teacher. And uh, after that, they sort of are able to have some common ground and they create space, but it's very funny and it's really cute. And <laughs> those moments happen all over the place in the show. Um, one of my favorite moments, I had a lot of questions about it when they, when they proposed this scene to me, I was like, well, does that, how are we going to, she's on the subway <laughs> and you actually see it in my reaction. You know, mm-hmm. she's yep. like running around scared or anything. She's like, okay, what's happening over there? Do you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> It's a lot of fun. It was great. It's great. But it is sort it's very, very resonant of what life is like in New York City. Crazy mm-hmm. stuff happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And not only do we got the comedy moments here, the fashion. You have to love Sex in the City for the fashion and the style that each lady brings. You gotta talk about that. Like, talk about the hair, the makeup, the fashion. I love Naya's <laughs> like very cool layback. She's she looks so comfortable, but it's stylish. And I like it. I like it. Very stylish. I mean, we we did a lot of that conversation around athleisure and what Naya wears. And a lot of that actually came straight from Michael Patrick King. You know, he, the oh, conversation nice. yeah. about, yeah, um, she walks into the classroom and, and Naya has braids and that throws yep. her. And, mm-hmm. you know, I thought, well, if she's going to have braids, we're, we're, you know, that's the costume piece to build from, right? Uh, anybody who wears braids, knows that it's kind of an ordeal, you know? Yeah. Yes, uh, yep. So it became a 24 hour costume piece for me. And so I really wanted it to look mm-hmm. a certain way. I wanted it to do a certain thing for the character. Right. Um, if Nicole Ari Parker's character was, um, her hair was straight. I thought mm-hmm. great, great compliment to another a woman of color in the show is that her hair is in braids. It's natural. So you're yep. always going to see Naya in a braided 
style, um, which I thought was relevant for Brooklyn women. Like, you know, you get on the train and you're like, oh, she's got, you know, a weave, she got a wig, she got braids, <laughs> yep. she got natural hair. It's just what it is. Like the, yeah. you know, extraordinary versatility of African-American hair. You can see that all over New York City, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's very athleisure, do you know? It's very Ivy Park, very Louis Vuitton, very um, off-white, very Yeezy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah very street culture very street fashion yeah that's what naya is because she happens mm-hmm. to be a character that isn't well moneyed right she rents her apartment she lives in brooklyn do you know she's she's a professor do you know she doesn't have a lot of money that let's say asima patel has who's a real estate broker yeah. or at least yeah. as who lives at you know and her husband is you know she does great work and her husband makes a lot of money um she works in the community. She's a community organizer. She's a professor. Um, she's very powerful in the work she does, but she's not rich. Yeah. Do you know? So um, the fashion resem- reflects that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I love her fashion. I love her sneakers. Yeah. You know, I love her track outfits. Um, I, uh, I love her hair, you know, love her jewelry. They're so thoughtful in how they approach each character, but I thought that they were extraordinarily thoughtful on how they approached my character. You'll see a lot of African and African-American designers in the construct of my uh, character's fashion and style. Um, and I, you know, Molly Rogers and Danny Santiago are the costume designers on the show. And I just think they do a, a great job of representing how a black woman in Brooklyn looks today, right now, you know, um, having seen Nia Wallace on this platform, I recognize how important it is for women of color to be seen in this way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love, like you said, you don't see it all the time just from the the style. And even though she doesn't have a lot of money, she's about her business and she's moving and she's getting things done. So you love the way she's portrayed. Um and we can't say enough, just black women, women of color look, it's different. You know, you don't want to see the same like typecast, you know, they look a certain way or how you think we're supposed to look. It's so different and out of the box. And the first time that we've had someone like this look like this on this show, yep. you know, absolutely. It's not, it's not just, um, uh, it's again, it's not a moment of lip service to, um, who, what this world looks like, how we're going to expand the world and include women of color. It's like very, very specific. I mean, you know that Naya is a character on the move because she's always in clothes that she can move around in. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you always know she's about to go someplace else and she can't wear high heels because she's not hopping in a car. She's hopping on subway. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like this is just, you know, her fashion is not only great and beautiful, it's functional. Yeah. Um, and it, a lot of thought goes into that kind of costume uh, design. It's very thoughtful and it's very specific. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I love, I love Naya. I think she's a lot of fun. You'll see her laughing a lot. You'll see a joyful black woman. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Who's yeah. in love with her husband and her mm-hmm. life and has this little area that she has to figure out, but it's important area you know um so I, I really hope people enjoy the character but uh more than that I mean when someone slips into my dm for whatever they slip into my dm for you know how that goes <laughs> uh but if somebody slips into my dm about this show they're typically yep. slipping in to say you know what you're representing matters to me yep 
And in the construct of creating a character, I have not had this level of intensity around that in any show that I've created until now or any story I've created until now. Um, it really, really matters for women of color to see themselves um, in stories. And there is such a, there's such a variety of stories that we see now. We're fortunate enough for there to be more than way, one way of us seeing um, women of color. Uh, there's, you know, Issa Rae's Issa D, right? right um, yep. Even on my show, there's, you know, there's Nicole Ari's Lisa yes, Todd. Yep. Um, there's just so many different women now of color on, um, on these streaming services. There's so much content out there. Mm -hmm. And so for my character to be pulled out and said, Hey, I, I really, I really enjoy seeing you. And I enjoy seeing this character it means a lot to me. Yeah. And with, and with Seema, with Lisa Todd, with Naya, the important thing too, that I think is amazing about this show. Um, if you want to speak on a little bit is the fact that they're living in their truth. There's no, you think they're going to hold back some of these aspects of their lives. And sometimes you're like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to share that. I don't really want people to know that, but to get to portray these characters where it's like, it's all out there. They're not, they're not hiding anything. I mean, it is what it is. It's all out there. You know, you make your judgment on how you're going to do it. These women are walking in their truth and that's what it is. I think that's really, you know, important and poignant for you to, to say, and it'll, it'll actually continue to develop over season one, Ryan. And it's important to me as an actor and certainly as a human being to portray the full scope of what a woman looks like. And often, you know, we'll see a black woman on screen and we'll make the assumption that that's a strong black woman. Do you know that? Yeah. That's right. The, right. Yeah. I, that I end up being you know, falling into because I'm an educated brown skin woman uh, that absolutely reflects, you know, the woman of my generation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. the majority of us had mothers who gave up a lot so that we could have the education that we have. They sat in the back seat so we could be mm -hmm. in the front seat, in the driver's seat, right? Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not vulnerable. We're not fragile, you know? And for me, it's been very important to inhabit and embody characters who show all uh, who demonstrate and portray all aspects of what womanhood looks like, but specifically for women of color in the 21st century. I don't think that the story um, of, and just like that, it falls back from that conversation either. I think they do a great job of um, expanding that conversation in Che Diaz and Sada Ramirez's character uh, who has pronouns they, them, right? So we'll refer right. to yep. The Che as they them from this point, and so they absolutely bring a certain a level of of um, swagger, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there's nothing small about that character, and I have such an appreciation and admiration for how Sada has um, reflected their own personal experience. I mean, yep. they let Che borrow a lot of the knowledge and experience that Sata has cultivated over a lifetime of figuring out how to live in the way that they want to live. Mm -hmm. They have put that in Che Diaz and that the uh, storytellers and the producers uh, and writers have um, expanded the story to include who Che is. I think also it's a great, uh, we have the great benefit of seeing the character's um, experience uh, non-binary um, human and how they yep. live they, their lives. And yep. so, I mean, there's so much to, you know, 
contend with and and see and experience on the show, I, I think it, it really will open up the audiences in ways that and challenge them in ways that they have not yet been challenged. Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely a challenge. It's a fun adventure. You got the truth. You got the fashion. You got the you know the girlfriends hanging out, having a good time, talking about the men. You got the men. Some of the men doing their things on the show. So it's you know the sexuality, <laughs> the love. It's you know it's very it's it's so much in this show. I can't believe they only have ten episodes. I'm ready much, to see how it ends to finish it out. Yeah, very much the love. Very very yeah. much the love. I mean, yeah. you see the love of New York, the love of friendship, the love of women. Um, how love develops over time as people grow, which is really what the show is about and how funny and entertaining and humorous that experience can be. You know, it doesn't have to be painful and dramatic. There are moments of that in the show. But um, for the most part, these are women who are in the prime of their lives. Do you know, in your 40s and 50s, there's still a lot of life to live, do you know? And I think that that's not just aspirational, it's true. Yeah, they ain't going nowhere and we love it. Like y'all better go right now, HBO Max and check this out. Get ready. You got to catch up on six episodes. February 3rd is the season finale. So get yeah. ready to see these wonderful, talented ladies. It's going to be so, it's so cool. You guys, you have no idea. Like if you were fans before, you're going to bring in new people. You're going to love the new direction it's taken. Uh, see some of the OGs, but you got the new ones. So it's, it's, it's so dope to see them interact and mix and talk about all these different concepts. Um, Naya, or Naya, wow, look at me, still in the character right here. <laughs> Karen, Karen, who plays Naya. Um, before I let you go here, since we have, since we end every episode, they end every episode like this with, um, with Carrie saying, um, and just like that, I'm going to ask you that. So, and just like that, like, how do you want to, what would you put on the end of that right now? Like, how you feeling? And just like that, child. Come see your auntie. <laughs> come see your auntie on uh, the I love it. city. Yes. And just like that, come see your auntie Karen on um on the next chapter of and just like that. Yeah, there you go. I love it. Listen, Karen <laughs> is so much fun, y'all. Y'all gotta go check out Naya because she is bringing it. She's having a lot of fun. She is telling the truth. She beating up people in the subway when they need it. You know, she, she, she you know, she going through, she care, you know, she making it happen, you know. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's all a good fun. We all, it's all, it's all a good fun. It's all a good fun. It's all in good fun. Thank you so much for this, Ryan. I really appreciate it. This is Thank fun. you. I, yeah, this is so much fun. Like I, I, I'm hoping to have you guys back. I hope it's like another season. You never know. Like it's like streaming stuff and I know y'all busy, but it'll be cool. I would love it. I would love to see Naya come back and, and uh, see what she's up to next season. As you know, I know how this season ends. So. Yeah, she knows y'all. She's been giving me like this little like wink, the, like the winks in the in the head tilts and stuff. And I'm so mad right now because I want to finish it. I want to know. Like if y'all would have saw her episode six and I was so mad. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I, I rewatched it before this and I was like, I'm going to say something I'll be saying because I know she can't tell me anything. I want to see it, y'all. I want to see it. You got to see it. You got to see it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's bingeable up to episode six right now. So uh, yep, yep. get caught up before before Thursday. Yep, get caught up, you guys. Thank you again, Karen. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. This is fun.